Hello, my beautiful friend, and welcome to the Mind Body Alignment Podcast. I'm your host, Tessa Romero, and also your coach. I'm here to help teach you all of the skills, tools, and encouragement that you need to not only know who you are, but how to become exactly who you want to be while going through a healing journey that allows you to build a mindset that finally supports you. I'm so glad that you're here. Let's get started. Hello, hello, beautiful friends. Happy Thanksgiving. How's it going? (laughs) Are you feeling a little bit stressed or anxious or frustrated? Are you feeling nervous? Are you feeling down? Um, How are you feeling? I really hope that you're using your thoughts to help you feel the way that you want to feel. And if you aren't using your thoughts to help you feel better and work through those problems that your mind is finding for you, I hope you're doing that. And if you're not, let me help you because this week's episode is dedicated to helping you have the best mindset possible for this holiday season. I'm talking about Thanksgiving and every single holiday between because I seriously want this to be the best one ever for you just by controlling your own thoughts. Because remember, you only control what you think, what you say, and what you do. Nothing more and nothing less. So I have a couple things I'm going to start this episode with and then If you guys are following me on Instagram, at Tessa Romero underscore, you know that on Monday I did my normal um, Q&A box for you guys to change your mindset, and it was all about holiday swaps. I saved the answers to a highlight bubble on my Instagram, and I also screen recorded all of the other ones that I didn't have the opportunity to answer so that we could dive into some of those common ones on the podcast episode today. So we're going to use some real life examples from what you are personally going through that you told me about on Instagram. But I just want to start with some, just a couple like foundational concepts for you to understand before I answer those. So foundational concept number one, you only control you. That's number one. And when I say you only control you, that's like on the good day that you're controlling you, right? What you think, what you say, what you do, we're no longer being reactive or being responsive and we're not listening to every single fear and negative thought that we have and we understand like our thoughts are just thoughts. They don't have any power over you unless you give them power because they're just thoughts. They're just in your head. They don't. So just remember that you only control yourself because obviously with holidays, we're around more family, friends, people that we don't consider either of those things. (laughs) We are around more people. There's social gatherings. It feels a little bit tense or chaotic and stressful. And, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. But I'm telling you, my friend, if you get your mindset working with you, you will enjoy your holidays because you understand I'm going to make this day the absolute best day for me and for who I want to focus on and what I want to do. And imagine what the world would look like. Maybe this is going to be concept number two. That's foundational. What would the world look like if we all just focused on ourselves, like in a positive way, focused on being generous people, focused on being empathetic and loving and kind because that's who we wanted to be? What would the world look like if we all had that intention without it being, well, you should do this and you need to do this and you can and can't do that or you should and shouldn't do this. Like, what if we just focused on ourselves and all of the energy that we were pouring into controlling other people, (laughs) we don't control other people, but we try and what we do is we end up exhausting, exhausting ourselves and overwhelming ourselves and stressing ourselves out and creating anxiety because we're trying to control things that were never meant to be in our control aka other people. (laughs) So what if you took all of that energy that you're used to like pouring into and on other people 
What if you took all that energy and you poured it back into yourself? Like you resisted the urge to snap at somebody that said a comment to you that honestly, maybe they didn't even mean it the way that you like perceived it, but whatever. What if you put all that energy back into yourself to have a response, a well thought out response that you feel proud of? What would that feel like? The world would look really freaking awesome (laughs) if people were focusing on themselves in a positive way that overall benefits everybody. Um, So that's concept number two. So number one, you only control you. Number two, pour that same effort and energy that you put into trying to control other people. Pour that back into yourself. And number three, before we talk about anything else, everyone is doing the best they can to their mental and physical capacity. Everyone's doing the best they can. So imagine if you went into Thanksgiving Day and maybe you're listening to this as you're getting ready for the day or you're driving to a house or you're listening to it while you're cooking, whatever, any holiday. What would it look like if you viewed everyone with this very generous, empathetic view of what are you going through that what you're doing right now is the best you can do, regardless if you approve of their behavior or what they're saying or what they're thinking and whatever, who they are as people. You don't have to approve of people. You don't have to approve of what they're doing to have a deep-rooted belief that they are doing the best they can. So you can disagree with what they're doing and still accept that they're doing the best they can and they just did the thing that they did anyway. And no thinking in the world It's going to change what had just happened and what they did. So when you control you and you pour that energy back into yourself and you have this view of other people that, wow, you're really doing the best you can. What are you going through that this is the best you can do? Okay, your stress that you're feeling is really taking hold and overwhelming you. And most times, guys, people don't even know what they're doing. They don't even understand that they're doing this. They don't even understand that they are, in fact, the stress monster of the situation. They don't get it because they're so like involved in it. So those are the three concepts that I really want you to keep in mind um, as we go through this. So I have my phone right here. Let's see. Okay, I've got one pulled up. Jenny says, I dread the holidays. So stressful and I can't keep everyone happy. (laughs) Bring on the guilt. Okay, Jenny and anyone feeling this way, let's ask ourselves, do you control anyone else? Nope. Nope, that was what, concept number one? You only control yourself. That was our foundational concept first. You only control yourself. So really, it's not your job to keep anyone happy. And that goes right back to foundational um, concept number two. Imagine what it would be like if all of the effort that you were pouring into trying to keep everyone happy, you just poured that into yourself and you were just this lighthearted energy to be around that was having a good time and making every... Like every conversation, a good conversation and creating the space that you need when you need it without putting other people down. Imagine what that would feel like because, yeah, it's going to feel stressful trying to control people and make people happy when you are not responsible for how other people feel. You can't make people happy. They decide to make themselves happy. They decide to participate in the conversation, to be lighthearted, to take the joke or share a joke or just be uh, like emotionally available and mentally present and they they decide these things for themselves and no matter how much you try to make them happy um, or keep them happy you're not responsible for any of that any of it so Jenny I hope this helps you feel better and less stressed going into your holiday just by reminding yourself I don't control anyone else but if I control myself then I know that I will enjoy my holiday and I'm gonna let other people 
decide and be responsible for enjoying their holiday too. All right, our next one that we have here is from Mel. My way of hosting doesn't match what my family expects. I don't want to care, but I do. Okay, that sounds super relatable. I'm glad we're picking this one. So keep in mind like you're hosting and are you hosting to try and be like your other family members? Are you hosting so that you can do what they want you to do? Or are you hosting so that you can finally start your own traditions and share your special dishes and welcome people into your home? This isn't about being like and meeting other people's expectations. It's not about that. It's about what are you doing and why are you doing it? Well, you're doing it because you want to prepare a dinner that is wholesome and nutritious and satisfying and a special treat that you just poured your whole heart into like that means something to you and the same thing with preparing your home for this large gathering maybe you spent more time cleaning this week it's not about well I'm going to deep clean so that my mother-in-law doesn't say anything it's not about what she thinks about your home it's about what you think about your home you've prepared your home to suit your gathering that you are hosting not what anybody else thinks about it because remember You don't control other people. I mean, someone can come, like you just, let's say you scrubbed your whole home and someone can come and look up at the ceiling fans and say, "Mm, yeah, I knew you weren't very clean like because you forgot to dust them. It's, you don't control what people are looking for. And normally people are looking for what they feel insecure about. It's true. Like the things that you feel insecure about are usually the same things that you judge other people for. Isn't that funny? So when you say my way of hosting doesn't match what my family expects, let that be a good thing. Let that be a good thing. You know, I, I meet my own expectations. I hold myself to the standard that I'm so proud of and I love what I do and why I do it. And I think that's a really much better perspective to approach Thanksgiving for. And if you're bringing family and friends into your home, I certainly hope that they feel grateful to be there. Um, And if they don't, imagine again, go back to the empathetic view. What are they going through that this is the best they can do right now to share their expectations with me when I just poured my whole heart and sweat (laughs) and opened up my whole home to you guys and this is the best you can do right now. What are you going through? And then you, the thing is, you don't need their approval of whatever story you tell yourself. Your mind is believing whatever story you tell it right now. That's how mindset works. So if the story you're telling yourself is, um, my way of hosting doesn't match up to what my family expects, do you know that's true for certain? No. Maybe they're just feeling really insecure because they think your, your hosting's better than the way that they host. So they try to find flaws because it makes them feel better. It has nothing to do with you. <laughs> it has everything to do with them. Okay, Um, so have that generous, empathetic view. It helps tremendously. Our next one says, my sister-in-law is, all caps, not doing the best she can. She has someone to do everything for her. Okay, let's have that generous, empathetic view. First of all, you don't control your sister-in-law. Secondly, how much better would you feel if the amount of effort you're putting into staring at her and looking at what she's doing and getting involved in all of her business What if you put all that energy back into you? How would you feel? Okay. Third, that's the empathetic view. So what is she going through that having someone to do everything for her, which don't let your mind tell the lies. (laughs) It's probably not everything, but it might feel that way and that's valid, but it's not true. So when you just challenge that thought initially, like, is that true that someone does everything for her? 
No, that's not true. She probably just has more help than you have, and that's what your mind is paying attention to, right? That people are helping her in ways that they don't help you. That's true, and that can feel hurtful, and that's where you need to focus on the self-healing, the self-healing. But the empathetic view, um, she is doing the best she can. I know you say she's not because she has other people doing things for her, but she truly is. She understands that her mental, physical, emotional capacity is at a point where she needs more help. And should we really, like, criticize people for needing more help? Should we criticize them for vocalizing that they need more help and communicating that? I mean, I know there are definitely times that I need to communicate. I need help, and I don't do it. And that is definitely not something to boast about by any means. It's something that I'm working on. So your sister-in-law is doing the best she can. She's just going through something that you honestly don't know about. We, let's, let's face reality. We don't know what other people are going through. We know the tip of the iceberg, if that. <laughs> but she is going through her own parts of life that feel really hard and require some more help for her. And how awesome is it that she has that kind of help? What if you stepped in as a form of that help of just being encouraging? Would you still feel the same way if you got to be a positive source of that help for her? You might feel a lot better too. Um, So our next one is dreading having to pretend everything's normal during extended family Thanksgiving. Okay. I think that's really, really relatable too. like pretending. Do we have to pretend? No, we don't have to. But when we have this wording here, dreading having to pretend everything's normal, you don't have to. If you're choosing to, then that goes back to foundational concept number one, um, that we only control ourselves. That means you're responsible for what you think, say, and do. So if you are choosing to pretend that everything's normal, then that's on you, but you don't have to, okay? And then in terms of like things being normal, if you just had, let's say a big like type of blowout with a certain family member, maybe you keep some healthy space there. Maybe use this as an opportunity seeing each other to have a vulnerable conversation and try to work through things. Maybe you don't feel you're ready for that yet. Okay, meet yourself right where you're at and make decisions, conscious choices of what would align most with who you want to be. You are responsible for you. So if you're not showing up as who you want to be, that's on you. And I know that sucks. Trust me. Like if you're familiar, if you've been here longer than two seconds, you know, (laughs) these are all lessons I've learned too. But once you understand like, okay, I get to create healthy space or I get to confront this in a very vulnerable way and try to resolve things like in a genuine way or don't, but own the choices. Don't say you have to, you don't have to, no one can make you. Um, And then another thing about that, like with the pretending idea, you don't have to stay in the kitchen (laughs) and uh, fold your hands and just listen. And it's like, oh yeah, we're all just fake sitting around here laughing, huh? We're not a real family. You don't have to do that. Go connect with someone that you want to connect with. Go play with your kids. If there's nothing else and no one else, go find a kid to play with. They're great. (laughs) Or sign yourself up for a job. Like, oh, I'll start doing the dishes. You know, give yourself a productive task that you can feel good about you. And you don't have to entertain any of that fakeness, especially when it comes to like gossip. Guys, we don't have to entertain gossip. We don't have to entertain the drama. If someone's coming to you like, can you believe that our sister-in-law is blah, blah, blah? It's like, you know, does it help you feel good to do that? Does it align with who you want to be? I hope not. 
<laughs> I mean, you might feel good for a second because it's like, oh, yeah, finally, someone's doing worse than me. But like, really, is that who we want to be? No, it's not. So you can communicate an easy, clear, healthy boundary of, I don't know why she did that or why she requires all this help, but I do think she's doing the best she can. And even if they respond with, you really think she's doing the best she can? Yeah, I do. And I think I'm doing the best I can and you're doing the best you can. They would stop bringing the drama and the venting to you, which would help protect your good headspace that you're working so hard to build. These are so good, guys. Um, Okay, I feel unsafe at my in-laws, yet I'm pressured to go. They make sexual comments to me and my kids. All right. So I'm a little biased on this one because I have personal history and experiences um, with, like I've told you guys, the pedophile experiences that I grew up with. And I'm just letting you guys know right now that my bias is probably influencing this answer. But it's okay for you to have your non-negotiables. Okay, so for a long time, my non-negotiable was I will not go to my mom's house if her ex-husband was there. It was my non-negotiable. I don't freaking care what holiday it was, whose birthday it was, what I was supposed to pick up. It wasn't happening. That was my non-negotiable. So not no. It's my very strong boundary that I hold. Now, that's not even like relevant in my life anymore, but it was then. Um, and if this is something in your life now, then maybe you make one of those non-negotiables. Sexual comments directed at me or my children will not be tolerated in any setting. And the hard thing about boundaries is you can't make other people respect them, listen to them, follow through on them. That's the hard part. The great thing about boundaries is if it's a personal boundary, I will not tolerate X, Y, Z, then it's just on you. It doesn't matter if they do it or not. It doesn't matter if they make the comment. You decide what you're going to do next because your boundary was crossed. Don't wait around for people to just listen to you and respect your boundaries. I mean, if they're not even respecting their own boundaries, let's be honest, they're not going to respect yours, right? And then they're just going to say, well, she's just so dramatic and she's too sensitive, which is a lie. It's not who you are. It just helps them feel better about themselves if it's your fault, not theirs, because people don't take responsibility for themselves because back to foundational point number one, we only control ourselves. And that is a big, big responsibility to have. And some people don't want that. So they blame other people. But for you, if you're not feeling safe and you've communicated this to your husband, and I hope, I hope that there's been a vulnerable conversation about how you're truly feeling. I hope. Now, I understand if you haven't done that yet, because obviously it's vulnerable. That feels very difficult. I get that. However, it would be more effective to have that conversation before deciding to never go over there again. Because what if that's just their family norm? Again, the generous empathy of foundational tool for you, number three. Like, why do people do what they do? View them with more empathy. Maybe this is just their norm. They don't understand how how inappropriate it is. They don't understand how you're perceiving the comments and how it's affecting you. Like, they don't get these things. But they would change if you had a vulnerable conversation, which could sound just off the top of my head it could sound like maybe you maybe you talk to your mother-in-law first I don't know just someone that you kind of relate to most first talk to them first and say you know I've been having a really hard time lately this is about you not about them make it about you I've been having a really hard time lately or I am struggling with so choose one of those vulnerable this is about you having a hard time I'm having a hard time navigating these sexual comments that I feel are extremely inappropriate and then I just feel very unsafe here. I 
do not like that they're directed at me and my kids, and I need that behavior to change. Is there a way that we can work on this? If you start that with one family member, they're like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. I didn't even notice the behavior or whatever. Okay. And you're like, yeah, right. They totally did. Empathy, empathy, empathy. Everyone's doing the best they can. Okay. So just don't let your mind make it worse. Work with what you got. She said, I had no idea. Yeah, let's work on that. And then maybe you decide to talk to your father-in-law or the uncle or whoever it is. And you can feel more certain like, okay, I've gotten my little rehearsal in (laughs) telling one person. Now I'm going to go do the scary thing. It's going to feel scary, my friend. But what feels worse is carrying this anger and resentment and feeling insecure in yourself and your abilities to protect you and your family, which you're perfectly capable of protecting you guys. You're just believing, I feel unsafe and I can't say anything because I don't want to be disrespectful. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. No, no, no. Those are all limiting beliefs. I am capable of protecting myself and my family. I will not tolerate or it is non-negotiable to make these sexual comments towards my my children or myself. I'm not allowing this behavior and I'm going to pursue what needs to be done to make sure it doesn't happen. And when you communicate, well, then things can be resolved. But if there's no communication and you stop showing up, well, then it's just, you know, she's too sensitive. She's never fit in here. She, this, 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 like when none of those things are true about you. So like let yourself shine in who you want to be. And if it doesn't work out and it all goes to crap, you know, You can feel really good in the choices that you made because you control you and you don't ever control other people. You don't get to decide how they feel. So personally, I would have the vulnerable conversation first. Um, I would have that vulnerable conversation first and just make sure that the point is very clear. It's a very clear boundary. This behavior needs to stop. How can we work on this? Um, Or, you know, are you aware of how uncomfortable I feel when these comments are made or how inappropriate it is to do that towards the kids? Like, I'm not going to tolerate it. So I wanted to have this conversation in hopes that we can resolve it. But if we can't resolve it, I can respect that too and make choices from there. Okay, but it all comes back to your choices. There's another one right here. My brother talks down to my son and curses at him, worried I will not be brave enough to stand up for him. My friend. (laughs) Let's get that identity in check, yeah? Because who you believe you are is why you do what you do. So right now, if you're feeling, I am unworthy, I am inferior, I am insecure, if that's who you're identifying with, you're right. You're not going to find the courage to go speak to him. But guess what? Something can feel scary and you can do it anyway. Something can feel like, oh my gosh, this is really challenging me and you do it anyway because you are courageous, you are bold, you are authentic, you are the mama bear. Like you have everything you already need right inside of you to tell your brother it is unacceptable to speak to him that way and I will not tolerate it. And imagine how good your son would feel that you just stepped in that way and you set that boundary and you helped protect him because he's your baby. I don't care how old our kids get, they are our babies. And who we believe we are is making a huge impact in what we're doing and why we're doing it. You are not inferior. You are not incapable. You are not insecure. You are confident. You are bold. You are capable. You are loving. You are kind, authentic, vulnerable. You are all of these amazing things. And once you believe that, letting your brother know, I can't allow you to talk to him that way will become a lot easier. Um, Okay, our next one, I feel like those two kind of tied together pretty well. So our next one is... Holding a grudge towards my mother-in-law and feeling like I have to compete slash prove myself. Okay, 
total again i feel like all these are so relatable you guys really knocked it out of the park with these i just want you to know going back to foundational concept number one you only control you only you and nobody else gets to control you that's like a part of it no one else gets to control you so your mother-in-law can't make you feel this way she can't make you feel like you have to compete or prove yourself but that grudge that you're holding that's also your responsibility to heal because she can't make you hold a grudge no matter what anyone does to us. I mean, seriously, I don't know if you guys have heard the stories of um, like people murdering people and parents, uh, the parents of a child that was murdered going up to the person that did it and saying, we forgive you or feeling devastated that they don't know who did it because they can't forgive them because that's a huge part of their healing process too. People forgive even when an apology was not given and it's because they have this extreme empathy they have a soft heart they have an open mind they understand that carrying anger carrying this grudge hurts them is it a process yes but the more you exercise it the easier it gets now I'm not saying it's not devastating if someone were to go through that it's absolutely devastating but choosing to hold on to this grudge and not allow yourself to be vulnerable and hurt and sad and devastated and you're armoring up with anger and grudges and resentment, that's not helping you either. It's not even allowing you to feel the, the hurt. We're just feeling anger, right? And we have to move through it. So when you're holding the grudge, don't allow your mother-in-law to have that much control over you in your own head. She doesn't control you. It doesn't matter what anybody does to you or says to you. You get to control you. If that means you hold a grudge, hold it, sister. I did that for a very long time and I completely understand where you're coming from. If it means that you heal, heal, my friend. I want that for you. God, I wish someone would have freaking taught me how to heal a long time ago. <laughs> and I'm just grateful that I've found the place of healing now. But I I want you to understand that like this grudge that you're holding, what if you had an empathetic view of why your mother-in-law did what she did in the first place that you're holding a grudge about? What if you changed that whole story in your head? You probably wouldn't feel this grudge so much anymore. And then the next time you see her, you would have this generous empathetic view that it's like, I don't have to prove myself to you. We're all doing the best we can. I'm not perfect and you're not perfect. We're all human. And that makes it just a little bit easier to really navigate anyone. Okay, this next one, seeing my sister after a big falling out feeling nervous. All right. (laughs) I've had these types of falling out with all three of my sisters and my mom and my cousins and my aunts. It seriously feels like every single person in my family has had a falling out with me. So I'm definitely not an expert in this, but I feel very experienced. (laughs) And I know you feel nervous right now, but what if your mind was just focusing on the hope? And, she, and the empathy of, she probably feels nervous too. It wasn't just you, it was the both of you. You both played a part in that. Unless she was completely silent the entire time and like never did anything to deserve this falling out or you completely lashed out on her for no good reason. And even if that's the case, I'm proud of you for owning it. I'm proud of you for saying, gosh, I did this to her and that's so wrong. Good, good. You're noticing your behaviors do not align with who you want to be. That's how we change. So when you go see your sister, maybe the first thing that you do is tell her that you're sorry. Even if you think, I didn't do anything wrong. Okay, I understand that side. But think about it. You only control you. 
No matter what your sister ever did or said to you, she never controls what you do and say to her. These are your choices and your actions that you get to be responsible for. You hear that? You get to be responsible for them because that means you get to decide when you change them. You get to decide when you heal them. You get to decide when you are a completely different person, even if no one else is, no one else recognizes you. Okay? So you come up to her and you tell her that you're sorry, genuinely sorry for what you did. I'm sorry for the things that I said to you. I didn't mean them and I was honestly coming from my own insecure place. Wow. (laughs) Or how about, I'm sorry that I avoided this conversation for so long. I really want us to work on repairing things and I know that me avoiding this conversation has only drug it out and made it worse. Would you be willing to have a conversation sometime while we're both here? Wow. (laughs) You guys, it... It feels scary. Yes, but you are brave. You are courageous. You are confident. You are secure. You are vulnerable. You're vulnerable enough to own your own mistakes and let other people own theirs without saying, see, I knew it was all your fault. No, (laughs) it's not about that. It's about, wow, you're really taking responsibility for yourself and I'm really taking responsibility for myself and this is going to make our relationship so much better. So I know you're feeling nervous right now, but it's... It's something that you can do. This is something you can handle, okay? Um, Someone else said, this is going to be so awkward. And I actually, she's one of my clients. I know her entire story, which I will not be sharing here. But if you're feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be around these certain people and it's going to feel so awkward, here's what I want you to do. Focus on you. Be the same exact person, this new version of you, okay? I want you to be that girl no matter where you go. It doesn't change if you're around in-laws, divorced family, um, extended family, friends, people that you had a falling out with. It doesn't matter. You are the same person no matter where you go. It's always the same you. And the same thing with being a mother, right? We are the same mother no matter where we go. If you're in the grocery store, at the park. If you're in your living room or at your friend's house, you're the same mom no matter where you go. And you can feel good about that. That's a choice that aligns with you and you're very proud of it and you can praise yourself and validate yourself and say, gosh, I'm doing such a great job. So if you're, if you're fearing like, gosh, this is going to be so awkward, own your story. If it's a part of you that you're like, oh, I feel ashamed that I did this. Own your story. Don't let anybody use your story against you. If you own it, no one can use it against you. If you own it, then you can actually talk about how you're improving and you're doing such a great job and you're proud of yourself and you made connections that you've never seen before. Share joy play with your kids. You know, if all the adults are kind of just shunning you, whatever. What do they know? They don't know your full story. No one knows your full story. You're the only person. And if anyone is judging you, it's judgmental people. If anyone is is doing those things, it's coming from their own insecurities. They don't know how they would handle what you're going through right now. They feel very insecure about it. So you know what? Go through what you're going through with confidence and direction and clarity and be the person that you want to be while taking full control and ownership of yourself, not putting your energy into controlling other people. Put it back into yourself and looking at others with generous empathy. They have no idea. How could they know? I've never told them my whole story. They've never asked. Okay, they don't know. They're not my one inch by one inch piece of paper people that I would write their name down on. That's not who they are. And they don't have to hold that power. So this is not going to feel awkward. This is going to be an opportunity of learning and growth. This is a new transformative phase for you to go through, to be the most genuine, authentic version of you, no matter where you're at. These are your opportunities, my friends. And when something feels scary, 
I'm not brave enough to speak up to my brother. Oh, yes, you are. And it's your opportunity to show your son just how much you are his mother and want to protect him. And, and you're going to model that strong behavior so that he can speak up for himself too. Our kids should know that. And the more we model that behavior, the stronger that's going to be instilled in them. You are courageous. You are brave. You are authentic, kind, vulnerable, generous, fun, enthusiastic, energetic, active, healthy, wonderful person. That's who you are. So go allow yourself to be her no matter what room you're in or who you're around. So my friends, we are just over 30 minutes. I was, I was able to answer a handful of those questions. I hope this episode was extremely beneficial to you as you go into the holidays. And I'm hoping if this episode gets great feedback, I'd love to do more of these. I think it's so fun to answer your guys' mindset swaps that you're needing and the obstacles and helping to break it down for you in this type of setting. I love doing this with you. So Give me some feedback. Is this something, a type of episode that you'd like to see more of? Maybe we can start doing two episodes a week where we have a weekly Q&A type like this and then a weekly kind of like concept or coaching for you guys to grasp. But I hope you have the most wonderful Thanksgiving with your family and friends and loved ones. And if you, even if you're just staying home and it's your kids and your husband, that's basically what I'm doing. My sister's coming. Soak in your people. Make the pie. You know, clean your home the way that you like it and do those things for you because you're worth it. You deserve to do the things that help you feel alive and on fire and in complete alignment with who you want to be. And I believe in you. I know you can do it. Thank you so much for being here for this week's episode. If this episode served you, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast and share it. I love spreading the message of positivity and healing and how they work together. My goal is to continue serving you and I can't wait to form more meaningful relationships together here on the podcast and elsewhere, such as Instagram and my email list. We'll talk more soon.